0: Welcome to the Beauty Me podcast. My name's Charisse Kenyon and I've been writing about beauty for around 15 years. During that time I've heard so many stories about how we approach beauty, our routines and the traditions that make us who we are. I wanted to create a space where I could discuss these rituals further with people from around the world. For me it's all about beauty without the BS. Hi there, how's your week been? Before I get into it, I just wanted to say a big thank you for all the feedback and comments on the extra episode that I did about the, is this the end of the manicure article? I feel like it's a conversation that could go on and on, but for your sake, I'm going to shut up about it for now. This week, I'm all about focusing on getting my episodes sorted until the first week of 2021, which seems so weird right now, but... And it might even be a little bit naive, but I'm hoping I can get the next five weekly episodes done and edited by December the 7th. So I can take the rest of December off for the important stuff like reading and baking. Unless, of course, I get last minute client work, because if you're freelance like me, you know, it's hard to say no to cash, especially in 2020. Anyway, back to this week's episode. Why do we buy celebrity brands when we clearly have thousands of brands to choose from already? We've got Kim, we've got Kylie, we've got Rihanna and obviously Lady Gaga. There's the goop effect, which has obviously done a lot for Gwyneth Paltrow's bank balance, as well as those of the brands she chooses to showcase on her site. Ariana Grande's had a successful line of six perfumes. I had no clue about that before. And apparently back in April 2019, she filed a trademark for Thank You Next to be used on an upcoming beauty range. But nothing's come out yeah so we'll have to wait and see next up of course we've got the human race range from the seemingly ageless pharrell who's just given us his vogue beauty secrets i'll be sure to share the link with you in the show notes in case you haven't seen it yet he's also done a gq one now as well Um, and of course we've got alicia keys she's launching her soul care range in early 2021 so let's see if they're worth more than their celeb status. So first up, Alicia Keys. If there's one celebrity that probably could tempt hey. me hey, to buy their What's range, up? it How might be good. Alicia Keys. I'm good. Thanks so much for having me by for 73 questions. Absolutely. I'm glad you can make it. I've sat in awe watching her 73 questions with Vogue and her own Vogue beauty secrets. Just basically staring at her skin. It's not that her skin is flawless in the, you know, the sense that you would expect zero spots, zero pores on show, etc. But it has this real glow to it that I would rather have any day. As someone who has dealt with hormonal acne on and off but even more so during lockdown due to the subsequent stress. I feel Alicia's reasons for creating a skincare line are just more me. In the autumn-winter 2021 edition of the UK's Glamour magazine, Alicia finally talks about her own skin issues. I think I've noticed them in the past, but she's never really spoken about them. While she famously stopped wearing makeup back in 2016, can you believe that was four years ago, by the way, when Alicia Keys said she's not wearing makeup? I just, I just can't get over that. She even launched a no makeup hashtag. I've noticed she's actually back to wearing it. Not all the time, of course. I feel she's reached that point where, yes, she'll wear it for an awards performance or maybe a magazine cover, but not necessarily for a magazine or a YouTube channel visiting her home. She's okay with staying bare, but it's only in this new issue of glamour that she opens up about her skin. She says... I have always had a challenging time with my skin and having to figure out how to manage it and be in the spotlight. She goes on to explain the stressful conundrum that is the cycle of wearing makeup to cover bumps and scars only to realize it was probably causing more bumps and scars and I feel that I've been through that. She says it's been a dream of hers to create something that would make her feel great but was also good for her. I've been thinking about the concept of soul care and what it means to take care of yourself, your mind, body, soul and spirit to create a ritual to uplift yourself. So for me, Elisa seems to be coming from a really holistic position. But of course, she's hoping to make money from this. She's not going to give it away for free. I don't know what the price tag is going to be just yet. But when it comes to the formulations, she's clearly been doing her homework and has enlisted the expertise of medical dermatologist, Dr. Renee Snyder. Over on Instagram, I did a quick poll on celebrity rangers on my personal account at charise.kenyon. And Paris, one of my Instagram friends replied, The only brand I'd like to try is Alicia Keys, because I feel like going natural gives her license. But Kylie's skin question mark, and Rihanna's was just an add-on to what she was already doing. I'm definitely going to be checking out Alicia's full range of skincare, body care, and candles when they launch next year, but I'm not planning on jumping right in. I've seen that happen way too often in the past, and I've seen so many people ending up disappointed, but also... I just want to be a bit more present with my purchasing. I'm recording this just before Black Friday and I'm aware of just the constant pushing and pushing and pushing of everyone from Amazon, obviously, to all the smaller brands. And I just think you can you can get into this frenzy. I would like to ask myself why I want something. I learned this when Beyonce launched her first Ivy Park collection. I joined the masses. I was there. I can't remember what time it was, but I was one of those people constantly refreshing the page when it came to launch day. And inevitably, I lost out on purchasing the things I actually wanted. I did not want the bum bag or the socks. I wasn't there for that. For me, that was a lesson. Why did I feel the literal need to jump online? Did I think I was going to end up looking like Beyonce? Like, no. Anyway, let's look at Pharrell's human race line. I mentioned earlier Pharrell's Vogue Beauty Secrets video, and that focused on his morning skincare routine. In the video, he explains that the human race packaging is inspired by his love of Japanese culture. But what interested me more is just his whole vibe. He's, for want of a better word, he's a bit of a hippie. And I like it. He's very chill, very zen. In the video, he's saying... And your face is only as good as the energy that comes from behind it. Which for me is a great standpoint from which to think about skincare. I really do believe that how we feel and how we live... Can do more for our skin than any skincare regime. Everyone's so happy, obviously, that Pharrell has launched skincare. They really think they're going to end up looking like a 20-year-old. But let's be real, Pharrell is chill as fuck. And that means already he's in a, just a better position to have healthy glowing skin. I think he even calls it, it it's just its skin hygiene, he refers to it as. He also mentions that he grew up in a very humid climate back in Virginia so that's most likely had an impact on how his skin performs now. He also says that he eats clean so that could affect his skin but he does admit that he eats so many sweets and there's actually probably no point in him eating clean so I appreciate that because I'm I've got a really bad sweet tooth. As with all things YouTube, I had to check out the comments after watching his Vogue Beauty Secrets. And sure enough, people were just really excited to try a human race, like jumping over themselves. I think it actually goes, I'm recording this November 25th and I think it actually goes on sale today. So it will be interesting if those comments translate to purchases. But um, I just thought I'd share some of the comments here anonymous 65 said he's probably living a clean life too no smoking drinking adequate rest healthy diet stress management etc lifestyle and genetics plays more of a role than skincare product and i think when i checked that comment it had over 700 likes so a lot of people agreed i put in my own comment which was yes he's creating some bomb products but also he probably has a chef that creates the most nutritious food doesn't drink or smoke has less stress than the average american so much goes into it if if it was only just about applying SPF every day, we'd all look like Pharrell. So Tatiana said back to me, I would say he probably has more stress than the average American. Just because people are famous and wealthy does not make their lives any less stressful, LOL. If anything, people like him have to worry about upholding their image, having eyes on them 24 seven, keep making musical hits that keep them on top, etc. More money, more problems. But I'm just like, no, Tatiana, I'm sorry. I don't agree. No matter how much stress Pharrell has, he still has more resources than the average American to help deal with those things. So I just don't agree. A final comment is from Tess. She said, probably 80% genetics, 20% routine and diet. He looks great. And I get that. He does look great. I just want us to be a little bit more balanced. Like, yes, I might spend a certain amount on human race But do I really expect to have the skin of a teenager? Like, am I really looking at this with a a clear mind? That's all I want. I think it's so easy to jump on something when someone's name is associated with it. When it comes to the formulations, Pharrell has worked with his long-term dermatologist, Dr. Eleanor Jones. And it's clear he's keeping his vision at the forefront. So I'm definitely keen to read reviews on the brand. But where is it going to end? After celebs who clearly influence us, we then have actual influencers coming out with their own brands. I guess that's a whole other story. But both of them have something in common. They follow the same path. They make content. In the case of Pharrell, that's music. People invest in that content and enjoy it. Then you bring out products or merch. So Pharrell, Alicia, they're not doing anything that hasn't been done before. They're actually using a tried and tested business model. I remember the other day, my husband and I were talking about Keanu Reeves. He's got a motorcycle company. And my husband, who has no experience in riding a motorbike, has no license, said, if I'm going to buy a motorbike, it's going to be John Wick's bike, right? So he clearly thinks that if he buys an arch motorcycle, he's going to be dishing out pain and keeping his suit looking fresh and crisp while he does it. Anyway, I'm just like, let's try and be level-headed. Maybe it's just a case of enough already. Back in 1987, Hollywood royalty Elizabeth Taylor, I'm a major fan, was the first celeb to create her own fragrance. I feel like back then, the cachet involved in that would have been so far-reaching as women around the world imagined themselves waking up smelling like Liz Taylor. In 1997, we had supermodel Iman launching her eponymous makeup line in answer to the serious lack of diversity on the shelves but that answered a dilemma for women of color. Today's celeb lines are hardly answering any calling unless you take their dedicated fan base into account. I think that's the only way these lines will survive. But the thing is, when you have a fan base, they'll buy into your products. But in this world that we're in right now, that brand is so heavily associated with you, the person, that if you put a foot wrong... That brand could lose millions overnight. So I think it's like a really fine line that celebs lead when they launch these new ranges. I also think it's a similar vibe when it comes to a cult type brand or collaboration. For instance, on a previous episode where I discussed new launches from Pat McGrath and Supreme, I mentioned being really tempted by the lipstick. But what was I really tempted by? The packaging for sure, it was that iconic Supreme red and white, but it was also like there was a type of allure attached to being one of the first people who actually managed to buy it direct from Supreme rather than on eBay at an extortionate price. It also reminds me of influencer and podcast host Kia Marie, also known as the Notorious Kia on Instagram. She made a reel recently about how people were paying $190 for a pair of ripped Gucci tights And then she walks to the local store and picks up a pair for a couple of dollars. It's all about perception. How do we want to be perceived? On the Beauty Me podcast Instagram, I brought up the facts of influencer and celeb brands and showed a few slides of Pharrell's human race, Alicia's soul care, and also Lenny Kravitz's toothpaste range called Twice. Yep, I didn't know about it either. Their goal is to deliver full... Um, dental care to people who do not have access to healthcare. Most of the comments on the post when I shared about these different brands were really supportive of the celebs um, adding new revenue streams. Nobody seemed to have a problem with it. And it just so happened that the three brands I showed were from people of color and several followers commented that they would absolutely support a brand that's owned by a person of color. But for me, I think it's a bit deeper or perhaps more shallow. It depends on how you look at it. I feel like some customers feel that they are literally buying a little piece of that person or at the very least some element of what makes them cool or influential in the hope that it's going to rub off on us. But it doesn't always work out that way. As I read earlier from my Instagram friend Paris commenting on Fenty Beauty for instance, Fenty skin clearly isn't for everyone and no amount of Rihanna magic could cancel out that fact. So many people have loved loved the range, of course, but so many people, probably more than I expected, didn't love the range and have been happy to say that. I think if you are an influencer and you really do care about your audience, you are going to be honest. So I've heard several influencers say beyond the whole fragrance issue, I know a lot of people did not enjoy the fragrance and got very upset that it would affect sensitive skin although I know for some people the jury's out um, when it comes to fragrance and sensitive skin but like I said many influencers who tried Fenty Skin felt compelled to be really honest even if it meant they would never receive another free product from the brand and I don't mind that I think it's about having real conversations so let's see where this one ends up I'd love to know what you guys think of these Celebrity ranges. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate every DM, every comment, and I would love it if you could help me round out 2020 with a few more reviews. See you next week. Thanks so much for listening. Take a minute to like, subscribe, perhaps share the episode with someone that you think will be interested. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at beautymepodcast. Or you can follow my personal account, which is at sharice.kenyon. Feel free to slide into the DMs with any feedback or suggestions for future guests. And I'll see you next week.